I scream, you scream, we all scream for quality science fiction and fantasy content. For an extra scoop of sword and lasery goodness, go to patreon.com slash sword and laser. everyone, welcome to the Sword and Laser. I'm Veronica Belmont. And I'm Tom Merritt. Sword and Laser is a book club, but it's so much more. We bring you author interviews, news from the world of science fiction and fantasy, and of course, awesome discussions from fans just like you. And I'm back to having a real, it feels like it's, it's been a couple months since I had a real drink during Sword and Laser, so I'm enjoying this. Oh, what are you having? I'm having a Hudson four grain bourbon, nice sipping whiskey. Excellent. I'm a fan of Hudson. I've had mm-hmm. it many times myself. Um, I am having an old Potrero. Uh, Hudson pairs well with uh, old books that don't have dust jackets. Okay. I'm drinking old Potrero. Uh-huh. Um, that pairs well with nice old men sitting in the park, reading a book, feeding the pigeons. Like a paperback. Yeah, like a like yeah. a like a paperback with the cover bent backwards. Kind of yeah, kind of a ratty, kind of rolled bag. rolled up in the yeah. back. Yeah. What is Old Potrero? Old Potrero is also a whiskey. It is a whiskey, a mm-hmm. bourbon whiskey. It is a whiskey. Is it a bourbon? Well, it's an American whiskey, though, right? It is American whiskey, so it's not Scotch. It's not Scotch. It didn't have bourbon on the label. Could be sour mash. Yeah, maybe Might be a Tennessee maybe. type whiskey or something. All right, all right. No, that's good. It's a mark and whiskey. Um, well, how's everybody doing out there? How is everyone? Tell us how you're doing. Come on, let. Oh, they can't talk back. <laughs> Tell us in Goodreads. <laughs> how are you doing? I'm doing great. Good. Yeah, uh, I took Sawyer to the vet today. Got a clean bill of health. Oh, looking that is at good. getting solar installed on the house. Getting rid of my power bills. We um gave an excess. We uh, are getting money back from the state because of our solar power. So, so San Francisco lets you, PG&E lets you, get, gives you money back? There is a nonprofit. There's a nonprofit that you sign up with. Mm. And if they track that you have put more money into the grid than taken from it, then mm-hmm. they have money from, I think, the city or something to uh, give to you. Yeah, LADWP just gives you credits. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. So good for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking, looking forward to not having to pay power bill. Yeah. Get that get that drought tolerant uh uh plants out in the front, not be watering. Gonna be I'm gonna get a rain barrel. You gotta get, gotta get the those grid. barrel cats working for you in some way. Yeah, put them to work. Put them to work. There's enough of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are working. They're 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 good. They, I don't have any rats in my neighborhood. There you no, go. Not a one. We'll work for rats. <laughs> and they and they do. Episode title. Um, All right, let's jump into the quick burns. Thank you, Joanna, uh, for pointing out the uh, Comic-Con trailer for The Witcher, teaser trailer for The Witcher, coming to Netflix sometime. uh, When? uh, Only on Netflix. When, though? Doesn't say when. Doesn't say when? It looks done-ish. I mean, later this year. I think it's by the end of the year, but yeah, they didn't give us a date. All right. Yeah. Late uh, so, uh, 2019. So you're, you're not quite buying Henry Cavill yet. I'm trying. Um, okay. So I watched this trailer. I like Henry Cavill fine. He just, something about him doesn't feel like deeply dark enough. 
I mean, Geralt's a, f- a funny character because he's definitely got issues. He does have humor. Maybe it's that I don't feel like like Henry Cavill can also be kind of wry. He can, though. He can? If you've seen him not be Superman. Okay. Uh, and I, I think this trailer may have done us a disservice because mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about. I watched this and I'm like, well, we're only seeing that side of Geralt. Uh, I didn't jump to like, oh, maybe it's because Henry Cavill can't do the side that I'm talking about. Because, yeah, I like that <laughs> yeah. wry humor part. I assume he can. And I am looking forward to that. But they didn't show us any of that in the teaser. You're right. Yeah. Yennefer looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Princess Siri looks amazing. Um, so I'm, I'm, ex- I mean, just they didn't the show look us and Yennefer's feel of the right show. Side either. They didn't show us hardly her That's doing true. hardly yeah. anything, to be honest. But yeah. But I think like the world looks cool. It, it yeah, feels yeah. Right. Um, the uh, color just, temperature is accurate. <laughs> color temperature is accurate. <laughs> but this is based on the books, Tom. What is the color temperature of the books? Well, you know, you always have an imagination, right? When you're, yeah. when you're reading the books. And the, this fits. This fits about what I was thinking. You know, lots of bare trees and stuff. Sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot of Spanish moss hanging yeah, down. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's that's about right. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for this, though. Anyway, even if I, I need to, I feel like Henry's going to win me over a little bit. I'm hoping we'll get a full trailer before it comes out and maybe we see the fuller breadth of the Witcher stories. As long as I see him in a bathtub, I'll be happy. (laughs) For so many reasons. That's a a Witcher meme, by the way, Um, if if you didn't know this. That's a video game meme? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dara Dara says the British Fantasy Award nominees were announced uh, for Best Fantasy Novel, the Robert Holdstock Award. Uh, the nominees are The Bitter Twins by Jen Williams, Empire of Sand by Tasha Suri, Foundryside by Robert Jackson Bennett, The Green Man's Heir by Juliet E. McKenna, The Loosening Skin by Alia Whiteley, Alia Whiteley, and Priest of Bones by Peter McLean. Man, so many uh, nominees because Dara also and, uh, gave us the World Fantasy Award finalists uh, In the Night Wood by Dale Bailey, The Mere Wife by Maria Davana Headley, The Poppy War by R.F. Quang, Witchmark by C.L. Polk, and Trail of Lightning by Rebecca Roanhorse. The winners will be announced at the convention October 31st through November 3rd, and that convention is held in L.A., which made everyone assume that I will be there. Uh, but that is not <laughs> guaranteed for me to be there. Uh, it's also the same week as um, Max. Blizzcon. I will also be in L.A. Um, that week. Oh, really? Max Adobe Max is that same it period? Is. It is. Because BlizzCon's that same period. And oh, usually that's, that's when Patricon is. <laughs> that's a lot of stuff going on around that time down in SoCal. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. That's exciting. Um, also exciting, TRP says Hulu is planning a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy series. What do we think of this? I'm excited. Uh, you know, it could it could go horribly wrong. Uh, it could go mostly right, but not as good as it could have been, which is my opinion on the movie. Uh, it could be great. Uh, I, I assume that it could be great. And I, for one, am not a person who begrudges people trying and failing. I am not going to say, I wish they wouldn't do this. Uh, the original hitchhiker TV series from the BBC is a classic, but it's dated now. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think Dr. Who has shown that it is possible to, to continue something and update it. Granted, Dr. Who is 
continuing, not not redoing. But mm-hmm. I would like to see, you know, modern production values applied to the Hitchhiker's Guide to Galaxy if they can get it done right. If they can actually, you know, bring the proper sensibility and the proper script writing to it. I mean, the scripts are there. It was a radio series to begin with. And I feel like because <laughs> it was a radio series, it makes it should make it infinitely easier to adapt to television, uh, certainly on the writing side. Yeah, no news yet on who they're going to tap yep. uh, for for stars. Um, so we'll we'll let you know when we we have more information. Um, like, for example, who's going to play the the towel? <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't know. Is it is it terry cloth? Is is it going to be an onsen towel? You know, something more modern. We have we have no idea. Uh, we also don't know anything else. No, and, we don't know and, anything yeah, else. Yeah, that that uh, what I do know is the Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency series that was a, a two seasoner was great. Really liked it. Totally departed from the books though, mm-hmm. and I would not want them to do that with Hitchhiker's Guide. I want them to make the books make, yeah, make, make the radio scripts to begin with. But then once the radio scripts are expired and you're on to the, you know, restaurant at the end of the universe, life, the universe and everything, I guess restaurant is in the scripts a little bit, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, give me, give me to mostly harmless. Give me to so long and thanks for all the fish. I want, I want all of it. Uh, and I want it done perfectly. Thank you. That's all I ask. <laughs> Just these little things. Yeah. <laughs> little, little trifles. Yeah. Um, Hey, I know that we give a lot of suggestions for for great books to read. I think we do a pretty good job. Uh, but Dara Dara says that Book Riot has compiled a list of 50 must-read fantasy books by women. And she says there's a, quite a few sword and laser picks, including August's pick, The Poppy War. Uh, and Dara says, as always, no list is definitive, but I always appreciate them because I end up with more books on my never-ending TBR list. Girl, I know. Yeah, no, this is this is always good to be able to expose yourself to some some new authors. I mean, that's our whole purpose here at Sword and Laser is to help expose each other and by uh, that effect you to things we might not read otherwise. So these kind of lists are fantastic if you're not already familiar with all 50 uh, novels. I measure there might be somebody out there that is. Interesting that All the Birds in the Sky by Charlie Jane Anders is on this list. I would classify that as sci-fi, not fantasy, but it's a fantastic book. So I'm glad it's there. Yeah, uh, but it's, you've got, it's, yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, you've got Joe Walton, Mercedes Lackey, Robin Hobb. I mean, these these are all eras, all ages, all mm-hmm. types. It's a good list. So far, I feel like I've read about 30% of these. That sounds about right. Just scrolling through. Yeah. Um, I'd be interested to actually do a count of all the ones that I've actually read. Or are in the process of reading because, like we said, Poppy War is on here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is a lot of actually no. Now the further I get down the list, the more and more I have not read. You've read um, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. I have. <laughs> Jade City is on here. Yeah. Yeah. Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell, Kindred by Octavia Butler, Michelle's yep. Dart, Jacqueline yep. Carey. Read that. Ghost Bride. Read Left that. Hand of Darkness is on here. City of Brass. I read that. Cersei. Read that. Binti. Read that. Yep. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, lots I'm of good stuff. Probably about 25 to 30, it seems like. Just mm-hmm. scrolling through this right now. There are a lot of things on here I want to read too. So uh, I will definitely 
be bookmarking this. Thank you very much. Trike uh, pointed out that Amazon has renewed The Expanse for a fifth season. And if that makes you panic and say, my gosh, I missed the fourth season. Well, no, the fourth season hasn't even debuted yet. And they're already renewing it for a fifth. Oh, uh, wow. remember, remember, Amazon rescued The Expanse and has not aired new episodes yet. But they are going to debut season four of The Expanse on December 13th. And this is not unusual for streaming services to go ahead and green light the next season before the season airs because they're less concerned with ratings and mm -hmm. more concerned with quality and whether it's reaching particular demos that retain subscribers and such. So it's a great sign for sure. And it's, it's probably easier that way because they can start shooting maybe a little bit sooner. Yeah, yeah. Or do, do more things like that. That's pretty mm -hmm. cool. Uh, Sean Lucky Look says HBO Max is ready to explore Greek mythology. The forthcoming streaming service has handed out an eight-episode straight-to-series order for Circe, a modern take on the world of Greek mythology based on Madeline Miller's... Madeline? Oh, Veronica. Madeline Miller's bestseller of the same name. I saw some headline about this today uh, that was HBO Max to remake the Iliad. And I was, I got oh, no. so snobby uh, immediately. Like, no. Well, actually. Is, I mean, I mean, I guess kind of, but if you'd actually read Madeline Miller's Cersei, like, oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's so much cooler than that is, is really how I feel. Like, mm -hmm. no, it's not remaking the Iliad. It's, it's making an amazing book that is doing an interesting take on the events of the Iliad as a show, which is way mm -hmm. more interesting than remaking the Iliad. Um, question. Mm -hmm. What is HBO Max? Oh, uh, glad you asked, says the host of Cord Killers. <laughs> HBO Max is what Warner Media has decided to call its new streaming service that is premiering next year. Uh, that includes HBO, but also includes TNT, TBS, all of the Warner Media owned properties, mm. uh, along with some catalog Warner Brothers films, uh, some Warner Brothers produced television shows, and they are commissioning a slate of originals, just like Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, et cetera. Natch. So HBO will continue to be available on its own. Mm -hmm. But then if for, we don't know how much more, in fact, I think the announcement is October 29th when they'll give us all the details, uh, for a little bit more, you'll get HBO plus all this other stuff. And Cersei will be one of those shows that is in the, all the other stuff. Uh, HBO is like $15 a month. So everybody's guess is that they're probably going to have to make HBO max like 17 or $18 a month. Otherwise it's just way too expensive. It's already yeah. way too expensive. They can't make it too much more than HBO, but they also wouldn't make sense for HBO max to be less than HBO. So yeah. 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 That's, that's weird. Um, I don't know if I'll need to get it because I already have, I have Hulu streaming TV and that has, that's how I watch my TBS, which well, is just the one show I watch on wouldn't TBS. Need to get it to watch TBS stuff. But you won't get Cersei. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah. It's like it's like Handmaid's Tale, right? Uh -huh. If you if you get if you have Hulu, you get Handmaid's Tale, as well as all the other Hulu stuff. But okay. if you don't buy Hulu, you don't get Handmaid's Tale. Whereas you could get TBS stuff from PlayStation View or Sling mm -hmm. TV, right? It's it's like that. HBO Max is a bunch of stuff from these productions. Plus originals. Do you know what my TBS show is? No, what's your TBS show? Dr. Pimple Popper. 
Never heard All of it. All right. You've never heard. Okay. Anyway, wow. bear your sword. No, tell me about that. What is no, Dr. Ripple I don't, it's, it's what it sounds like. It's about uh, a skin doctor? Yep. Is it comedy? That's nope. TBS. No? No. No. Oh. It's uh, reality. Oh, it's reality. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see. Mm-hmm. I, I get it now. <laughs> now it is time for Barrier Sword, which is our feedback from the audience. Christo says, how many Sword and Laser books have you read this year before they were announced as picks so far? Mm. When I first joined Sword and Laser, I had never heard 99% of the picks. This year, I had read four out of eight of the picks before they were announced. How many has everyone else read? I read Harry Potter 1, Martian Chronicles, Last Unicorn, and Poppy War. Uh, that's partly because we're reading older books like Harry Potter and Martian Chronicles, mm-hmm. Last Unicorn, right? So there's more of a chance that you've read a book the longer it's been around. And and then I guess in Poppy Wars' uh, case- Kind of hot right now. Yeah, you picked a hot hot title. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, good to know because we want to do that sometimes, but then other times we want to pick things that you're like, never even heard of it. Or, wow, I've always wanted to read that but never got around to it. So this is interesting. Yeah, it seems like most people <laughs> at least had read Harry Potter. Um, and then it seems like the most common are are actually Martian Chronicles and Poppy War. Uh, I like getting three out of eight. Three out of eight seems right. That mm-hmm. that Like less than that, then we're maybe picking two, things that are too unusual. More than that, then we're picking things that are too common. And it you seems like- You know how like many I am? Th- I'm one out of eight. Oh, I'm almost always zero out of eight. Yeah, me too. I mean, too. I guess, I, I guess I'm point. one out of eight because Harry Potter, right? Yeah. Yeah. And same. I had read The Martian Chronicles, I think. Still haven't read The Martian Chronicles. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. I tried to pick it up again, and I got to the one story with the uh, the uh, the um, fathers going to try to convert the blue orbs of light. Mm-hmm. I kind of liked that story, actually. Yeah, but then I was story. like, oh, I got bored again. It's just too old-timey. I'm sorry. Why are you sorry? I'm just sorry. I'm sorry. The point of the show is to expose yourself to things that you might not read otherwise. Yeah. If you start to read them and you're like, this isn't for me, there's no shame in that. No shame in that game. No, definitely not. What I I don't like is when people say, I'm not going to read that. I'm not going to try that. If you Mm -hmm. have a reason like, oh, that sounds like something I definitely would not enjoy or maybe it's too violent for me, whatever. That's that's different. But if you're like, I don't want to try that, that's kind of not this point. If you try it and you're like, nope, can't do it, totally fair. Thank you. I feel not vindicated, I guess, like forgiven. Yeah, don't I feel don't even released. Feel, I feel yeah, like my released. burden has been released. Yeah, don't even feel like you need to be forgiven. That's totally fair. All right. Uh, Jessica wrote, my library has fallen victim to <laughs> ransomware. She kind of spoiled it in the header. I took this one for you, Tom, because I thought you'd get a kick out of it. She says, for the past several weeks, I've been unable to access any of my library online services. I don't know the due dates of any (laughs) of the books I currently have out and books that have hold requests are in limbo, including this month's SNL pick Vessel. And this is why. And she links to a press release at tripwire.com. Ransomware attack disrupt services at Onondaga County Libraries in New York State. Why would I get a kick out of this? Not a kick. Just like <laughs> it would be of interest to you. Oh, no. Ransomware sucks. 
It does suck. Should we explain what ransomware is? Yeah, ransomware is when someone tricks a person into installing something that then encrypts every resource on the network and asks for money, usually by Bitcoin or something like that, in exchange for giving you a key to unlock the data. And if your network is not properly backed up, uh, you might not have any choice but to pay the ransom uh, to get your data back. Uh, especially that 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 can happen to people, individuals. But a lot of times they can't afford the ransom. But it's happening to small to medium sized enterprises where they've either skimped on IT or don't have their own IT people or or something like that. So happening to a public library is just awful. Mm, yeah, because public libraries is- have budget problems enough without you know punishing them for not having the best IT people in the world. You know, that's that's it. It feels to me like this was a crime of opportunity or a crime of least resistance as it were like someone. So the, the strain of ransomware being used here is called Ryuk, R-Y-U-K, something like that. And apparently it's responsible for driving a 184% increase in the average ransom amount demanded by these attackers. Um, So now it's, you know, it's around 60, uh, sorry, $36,000 generally speaking. Ransomware is random. Uh, The the amount they they charge is based on how much they think they can get from, they don't want to price it too high because then they don't think, then the people can't pay, Mm -hmm. Uh, but they want to price it high enough that the people pay and they, they get to make off like a bandit. Um, Ugh, it's so not gross. new, uh, and it definitely happens. And it's a great opportunity to tell you never open an attachment or download and install a thing unless you're absolutely sure you know where it came from and it's safe. Cause that's how these things happen is somebody is tricked into installing it. It, it almost can yep. never happen other, otherwise. And and yes, I see that Jake says tisk tisk. Sure, tisk tisk. But not everybody's an IT professional, you know. Mm-hmm. And and it really sucks. It's one thing when like a tech company falls for ransomware uh, because it's like, man, you you should have been prepared for this. This is not new. But a public library, I mean, yeah, I wish they had enough money that they could hire the right people to prepare for this kind of stuff and and educate people against it. But they don't always, especially in smaller communities. It sucks. Yeah, uh, it sounds like it happened to a number of people in this thread, too. Uh, John Taloni actually published something pretty funny. It's a, It shows a boxing ring, and the uh, the card girl is holding up a data security sign, and the announcer is saying, in this corner, we have firewalls, encryption, antivirus software, etc. And in this corner, we have Dave. <laughs> exactly, because it's all... Humans are the weakness in security. Yep. Um, humans not doing things they know they shouldn't or not knowing they shouldn't do things. And I, I tend to think in a case like a public library, it was somebody who just didn't know. They yeah. they didn't know they weren't supposed to do that. They 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 hadn't hadn't got the savvy, hadn't got the education. Um and man, I, I think it's coming out in my voice, but I I see this stuff happen every day. This ain't this ain't news. Um, oh. And the fact well, that I mean, it happened news to for her because we feel bad for our listeners. No, no, no. I'm just saying it's not news in the world of technology. Uh, and yeah. and so uh, if I if I may finish, uh, it really sucks to see it happening to a public library. I wasn't. You can finish. I, now I am. Okay. I didn't mean to keep you from from finishing that thought. Oh no, no. I was just saying. I'm not saying it that Jessica was wrong to post it or anything. Ah. Uh. Um, let's move on to astronaut PP. 
Sure. Uh, Ruth says, That's a much, much happier. In a Twitter thread by Mary Robinette Cowell about peeing in space, someone named Lena shared this delightful German children's song about a female astronaut unsure how to go to the toilet in space. Germans are, on occasion, brilliant. And Tolo- John Deloney uh, quotes in the second post on this thread, Wie, wie, wie macht ein Astronaut PP? I'll try to play some of this at the at the end of the episode, um, but it's it's really adorable. Uh, Terp Kristen, of course, who has uh, worked closely with this sort of thing, <laughs> says as a side story, I know a few astronauts when they were first thinking of sending women to space, they needed to study women's anatomy and test possible devices to facilitate urination. One of the astronauts I know knows or knew the woman who allowed them to model her vagina so that they could experiment. She kept the model on her desk when they were done with it. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's really good. That's so good. (laughs) I love that. All right. Well, enough about astronaut PP. Let's jump into our book of the month discussion, our kickoff, as it were. Yeah. So before we uh, wrap up the vessel, which will be spoilery, uh, we want to kick off the Poppy War by R.F. Quang. And I'm so glad you picked this. Uh, I have already finished it. I'm Whoa, so glad. really? I tore through it. I just couldn't stop. Uh, Poppy War came out in 2018. It's fairly new. The sequel, The Dragon Republic, isn't even out as of this recording. Uh, the Dragon Republic comes out August 6th. And R.F. Quang herself is, is really interesting. She was born in China, emigrated when she was four years old. Uh, grew up in Dallas, Texas, and went to college at Georgetown University, um, started doing debate, and when she was 19, uh, went to China to coach debate, and while she was there, this is like in a gap year, she wrote The Poppy War. So she's Chinese from Dallas, uh, going to Georgetown, and during a gap year in China, wrote The Poppy War. Uh, Anyway, she graduated from the Odyssey Writing Workshop in 2016, attended the CSSF Novel Writing Workshop in 27, and has a degree from Georgetown School of Foreign Service, which she got in June 2018. She spent the summer after graduation coaching debate camp in Colorado and is attending Magdalene College, University of Cambridge, as a recipient of the 2018 Marshall Scholarship and is planning to pursue a Master of Philosophy in Chinese Studies. All right. Just so, so what, what I'm hearing is an underachiever. Yeah. You've got an right. underachiever. It's like, do something right. with your life. Jeez, uh, 20 year old. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is she still 20? I, she might be 21 now, but. Oh my God. She was really? 19 when she wrote The Poppy War. Whoa. I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. I Thank you for she's doing this research. I probably have her age wrong, but she, she, she's. Got a lot she, of life ahead young. of her. She's young. <laughs> yeah. Let's just put it out there. She's yeah. young. <laughs> wow. Uh, and, it, and the Poppy War tells the story of a young girl who is from the South, uh, kind of a, a, a considered less important uh, part of the country. This is a fantasy world and decides that her only way to escape from the family that has adopted her, she's a war orphan uh, and doesn't treat her very well, is to ace the empire-wide test to find the most talented youth to attend the academies. Uh, And she ends up doing so well, she is uh, uh, admitted into Sinigard, the most elite military school in Nikan, which is is the country in this book. Um, And then, of course... uh, there's, you know, magic and gods and and things that that come along later. Uh, there, 
Definitely is is some some graphic description of war in this book, uh, which you know that may deter some people from wanting to read it. But if you read Joe Abercrombie, I I don't personally think that this is worse than that. Uh, also, it's not long. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's done to say, this is how horrible real war is not to dwell on it and glorify it. All right. Well, I'm, I was a little bit nervous based on some of the comments in the forums, but I, I am excited to start reading it. I haven't read it yet. I'm still, um, still reading the most recent Naomi Novik spinning silver, uh, and about halfway through that. So I was going to try to finish it, but I don't think I'm going to be able to. Uh, before starting this. Yeah, the majority sure of the Poppy War is is about the magic system. Uh, the first half is is almost reads like a young adult. This is not a young adult co- novel, but because she's going to school, you know, there's some of those elements uh, mm-hmm. there. But but this is mostly about politics, personal relationships, trust. Uh, those are the themes here. Uh, the fact that when there are battles and they don't take up the majority of the pages, uh, RF Quang does not spare you is a fact that I think she's basing a lot of this on the actual opium wars, uh, mm-hmm. and, and Japanese invasion, uh, of, of China. Uh, so, so she's basing it on several real life historical events, some of which were horrific. I just happened to listen to the hardcore history about Japan's in, invasions of China and some of the events she bases parts of the poppy war on were in there. And to be honest, the, the reality is worse uh, than mm-hmm. what she describes in this novel. Got it. Uh, well, yeah, I am, I'm looking forward to reading it. I've heard amazing things um, and I always trust your judgment. So I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, it's a great story uh, and, and it's complex and your main character isn't always going to make the right decisions. So. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap up now. Uh, Vessel by Lisa Nichols, uh, which was the pick from Bria Grant uh, from the Reading Glasses podcast uh, from last month. And yeah, we are we are done. It is it is the 31st of July. We have finished it. So if you have not yet finished and don't want to be spoiled, now would be the time to turn back, turn away from the light and uh, you won't be spoiled. Yeah. Or you might wake up with lost time. You might, you might, who knows what'll happen. Um, We saved this topic from last time because we wanted to return to it. Uh, It was John's post about a wooga, woo, 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 bad science alert. Um, And we wanted to get to the end before we kind of talked about it because I think we both were in agreement about what things worked for us and what we didn't really care about and then what made us go a little like, "Mm, I don't know. So I wanted to touch base on that and and see how you felt having finished it now about the the overall science. If your opinion changed on it at all, or if you had more feelings just about the ending, well, where where are you going with that? Well, it, yeah, it wasn't so much uh, that my feelings would change. I couldn't properly explain my feelings without being spoilery on the last okay. episode. So, Great. Uh, so for me, it's it's about saying, okay, let's talk about the fact that. When she shows up at the beginning, um, the, uh, what what t- John Taloni was objecting to is that uh, she was able to talk to the Johnson Space Center uh, mm-hmm. in, without lag, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I took that to mean that the lag was just left out of the story because sitting there and going, and then he waited fifteen minutes over and over seemed redundant. That. If you're in this story, you either care about that and know it's there or you don't. And it would get in the way. Um, 
I'm not certain that I would make that same decision uh, as a writer, but I, I don't think it ruins the story for me. Uh, I, I think you can, you can just say like, oh, she just, she just left the, the, the lag out. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that was, I, I didn't notice it at the time even. I wasn't really thinking about it. So obviously it didn't bother me that much. Um, I think the, the biggest sciencey thing that kind of has stuck in my brain, uh, aside from the alien aspect, which, you know, it's That's a science fiction what, novel. What I couldn't that doesn't really matter. talk about last time, but yeah, go yeah. ahead. So that, that I, you know, suspension of disbelief there, that's how aliens work in this world. So I just kind of ran with it. Do they, do they really? Do they? Okay. But, all right. Well, okay, we'll, we'll, okay, we'll go back to that. We'll yeah, go back yeah. to that. Mm-hmm, we'll go back mm-hmm, to that. Mm-hmm. But the sciencey thing that made me kind of bananas was the fact that they thought they could somehow catch up to the other ship. So the Sagittarius two has already, or no three, the Sagittarius three has already like taken off. Mm-hmm and is going hurtling towards this, this system mm-hmm. and Cal and what's her name, um, get on, get in a ship at the end of the book and take off after them to catch up with them. And they're like, Oh, we have less people. It'll take less fuel. But that mm-hmm. feels very like Catherine was her name. Catherine, Catherine, mm-hmm. Catherine. Well, it wasn't part of it too, that they, they couldn't communicate with them because yeah. they were already through the wormhole. Right. So if that's the case, then the catching up isn't just catching them. It's getting through the wormhole so they can communicate with them. Yeah. Okay. But by the time they get through the wormhole, there's still going to be the same amount of, they will have been there for a while. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I don't remember the details now, but it's certainly, Again, I mean, if you really want to get caught up in this, then this isn't not your book. This this book isn't trying to explain all the science. I know. I'm just saying we were uh, talking about and science, so and that was the one thing. That- if you want, if you want to have an explanation that would fit science, it's that they think that because there's two of them traveling lighter, that they can get through the wormhole fast enough to get a message to them before they arrive at the planet. Yep. Uh, the difficulty for me would be, it seems that once they're through the wormhole, that's that's the end of it, right? Because right. the because the creatures are everywhere, and and she knew that. So, I that that's not science. That's that's just like well, you're hoping that they haven't been infected, I guess, and that's why you're you're trying to go through there. But what bothered me more was the alien uh, arranging itself to look humanoid when it confronted her when she finally got her memory back and she's remember what happened mm-hmm. and how it it like uh, it it like stood up like a like a person. <laughs> <laughs> like it, what, what what i don't even know what it was assembled of was, was it assembled of dust or dirt or gnats or pieces of itself uh, but i don't know like i'm like oh doesn't that look like a person like it doesn't really need to look like anything it could just talk to her but right right did it do that just to make more sense to her right because it was so concerned with her right <laughs> it's gonna wipe out her memory anyway like i don't know <laughs> true um Again, I did. I did kind of like the that moment didn't ruin the book where, for me, but it, that no. was the part where I'm like, does it need to have legs? I, I mean, why? I definitely got the heebie-jeebies when it like when they figured out that it was the alien that was on the ship with her. Yeah, that was giving the new like heat signature. Mm-hmm. Like that definitely gave me like a deeply like, oh man, that's creepy. Oh, I, yeah. I liked that part. No, that um, part was good, and 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 sort of the him moving all of the stuff. Uh, all of the supplies over mm-hmm. to her so that he could hide in it and sneak in. That was diabolical. Oh. That was really good. 
Diabolical. Yeah. So there were some pretty good moments there um, for sure. And all right. So let's move past the science part. Let's talk about, no, that's still astronaut PP. Oh, I have three tabs open about astronaut PP right well, now. Uh, let me throw another one out. Uh, it's not exactly science again. We're talking about the alien, mm-hmm. but when, when uh, the other lady who had come to terms with her, uh, yes. her parasites just put up a wall, I felt like that was done. That, that was not quite earned enough for me. Mm-hmm. It felt a little easy. Uh, I, I was fine to go with it from then. Like, well, I'm going to assume it would be possible for her to put up a wall, but it felt like she's like, oh, here, let me fix that for you. Click. Now you have a wall. Yeah. You're like good. my little space brain friends. Yeah. Are going to help you out. <laughs> They're <laughs> on my team brain. now. Um, yeah. All of that seemed very, a little bit sudden. Um, I felt like we could have done more with her communicating with the aliens in her brain before she went and had them. Like yeah, when shut she, off a little bit. When, when the other lady was talking about her battles with them, I'm like, oh, are we going to get to see a different kind of battle? But no, apparently not. She did. I mean, she did get lost in there a few times. She was trying to push through mm-hmm. when they were in control, but there wasn't a lot of dialogue back and forth between no, them. No, no. Talks fell through. Um, So Christos said that he felt like the twist um, was a little bit obvious. Um, he was kind of, yeah. So, so I guess what he's saying is like, how, how quickly did everyone kind of figure this out? And some people said when I read the title of the book. Cause she's a vessel for a thing. That's fine. I mean, two, two things. One, not everybody figured out the crying game, uh, before it's over. Some people did. Some people didn't. Not everybody figured out six cents. But some people did. Some people didn't. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean the crying game or Sixth Sense are awful movies because some people saw it coming. If you saw it coming, well, you're clever. Pat yourself on the <laughs> all back. Right. Right? Let's, all right. Let's, like, that's awesome. Okay. But not every person saw it coming. Like, I, I have a problem with people throwing down the like, well, I saw it coming. So this book is bad. Uh, just because you saw it coming doesn't mean that objectively it was done wrong. Because Because part two knowing it's coming sometimes is good. Sometimes it's intentional. Sometimes it's not about surprise. It's about suspense. It's about suspense. And like, when is she going to realize it? When are the other people going to realize it? Like you see, I saw it coming fairly early myself, but I felt good about that. I was like, ah, okay. So is she going to figure it out? Am I right? And, and when I'm right, is she going to figure it out? Are the other people going to figure it out? What is their purpose? Why are they there? There's so many things Mm -hmm. to keep me interested that it's it's not just the sixth sense. It's not just Soylent Green. It's it's so much more to that. And and so I, and I feel like this book deserves deserves that kind of consideration because it, it is more there's there is more complexity to it. Yeah, I liked. I I never have a problem. Well, not true. I I usually don't have any kind of problem with being spoiled because I still like to see the journey it takes to get there. And I think that's you know that's what you're saying also. Yeah. Um, it doesn't. You know, we've we've talked before about how there has been studies done that saying mm-hmm. that you were spoiled doesn't actually like diminish the enjoyment of watching the thing you've been spoiled on. It did, um, and, and there have been some other studies showing the opposite too. And 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 what it seems to indicate is it depends on what the thing is. Mm-hmm. There are certain things that like are the crux of the the movie, and if you know them ahead of time, it's like well, it it, it does pull out the movie. But those aren't most of the things; those are rare. And I don't think in this case, that's it. 
Speaking of characters, though, and them realizing or not realizing, one thing that did kind of annoy me about this book, and there was a lot that I liked about this book. I really liked the relationships. I liked the the premise. I thought it was it was a really like kind of interesting, fun read. What I didn't like was I felt like the first three or four chapters all ended with Cal basically being like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this if it's the last thing I do. And it just seemed so like Scooby-Doo villain for a little while. Uh-huh. And that I, I got stuck on. I was like, okay, this character to me feels extremely one-dimensional. And like, I don't really yet get his motivation for being such a prick. Um, and it took a while for for him to kind of develop as a, as a person, as a human being. Um, and then at That's the end, it's, yeah, it's just, it, he was a little too one note and where he like went to her house and like stalked her at her party. And it was just like, okay, guy, like you're, you're going a little far here. Well, I think we're meant to distrust him. Mm-hmm. And it certainly is a character type that for me didn't need to be explained, right? Like, oh, this is the guy who's a little insecure about his position, right? Because he's not an astronaut, uh, but is super smart. Nobody takes him seriously. And he's the only one who sees the truth. I mean, we we all know something's wrong with her from the mm-hmm. beginning, even if we haven't figured out the twist yet. Uh, and we all know he's right. And so so to me, I I understood his motivations for 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 being upset and and pushy because of his character type and because of what he knew. What bothered me was like you say, like, but would he really stalk her at her house like that? Like I wasn't quite <laughs> I, that I needed more more uh, ammunition. You weren't to super on board with that. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then and then it felt like he flipped to liking her real fast. Yeah, yeah. Well, Which she kind of shows get, up like, and... oh, sometimes the anger is because of tension, and the, you know, whatever. But I didn't feel like I was getting that vibe at the first half of the book. Well, I <laughs> I kind of figured that out because like the first time she sees him, she's like, like he would be handsome if he weren't such a jerk or something good. Yeah, like that. Yeah, you're right. They do, they do drop a lot of hints from her, but, I was like, okay. but not from him. When we've no, got his POV, we never mm-hmm. have him go like, you know, uh, I lo- I, even though I, I he didn't trust her motivations, he loved her brain. But you know or, what? You know, as yeah. soon as she validated him, uh-huh. then the change happened. Yeah. Maybe that's the shallow person that he was. Mm-hmm. Just saying. I mean, maybe that's who he was. Maybe maybe you shouldn't be upset. Maybe it's like, oh, you just wanted him to be better than that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think I kind of covered the the characterization discussion, which was going to be our next thread. Mm-hmm. Um, any final thoughts on on Vessel? Yeah, I liked it. I, I liked it quite a bit. Um, I You know, I, I think some of the problems people are identifying are are valid uh, and, and it certainly isn't. You know, it's not like there weren't parts that made me go, "Mm, okay, you know, I'll have to get past this. But for the most part, I I, I had a very good time reading it. Uh, And I I moved through it pretty fast. I I thought the writing was was good and enjoyable. I thought the characters were fun and interesting. Um, So, you know, I I know I'm always the person who's super positive about books because I enjoy reading books and I enjoy finding these characters and they were interesting and I wouldn't not recommend it to people. What about you? I liked it okay. I liked it okay. Um, would not put it on my like like must read lists. Mm-hmm. I think um, I enjoyed it. I think I preferred the beginning to the ending 
personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the the buildup more than the the actual what was going on. So yeah, I don't Doesn't know. Does it have how... to end good for you to to like it? No. Okay. I'm just saying which I'm part I preferred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just curious. You know, it's definitely a plus if I like both the beginning and the end of a book. I'm gonna probably remember it a little more favorably. Um like for example, what was that one? I often forget how books end. That that's why I <laughs> like for me, it's like, yeah, it was great for the first half. And so I liked it, right? Because that right. that half was enjoyable. Um, yeah. What was that uh the what was that book called? The one where they go into space to because they have to they're on earth and the moon is falling down oh was that neil nine, stevenson nine seven nine, eves seven eves nine yeah. eves seven eves um i liked <laughs> no, i like the first half seven. of seven eves better than the second half of seven well and eves. it's two different books yeah yeah i mean it, they're, it's almost like a book that's a sequel to the first one all in right. one book yeah right. um anyway so yeah i i i liked it fine I'm I'm glad it was short. It was interesting. I definitely wanted to keep reading it while I was reading it, which is always a good sign. Yeah. Um, but I would not give it a, you know, an A plus. Just for comparison's sake, uh, I same way. I wanted to keep reading it. I was enjoying reading it and I wanted to go back to it. That's mm-hmm. actually one of my biggest ways of objectively telling if I'm enjoying a book or not is yeah. like, do I want to go pick it up. Do I think about like, Ooh, I have time. I have time to read that. I'm going to, I'm going to listen mm-hmm, to it right mm-hmm. now. Um, cause there are books where I'm like, I'm enjoying it, but I never <laughs> want to pick it up. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last unicorn was like that for me, to be honest. Like I enjoyed it while mm-hmm. I was reading it, but I never thought like, Ooh, I can't wait to go back vessel. I was, I was really couldn't wait to go back. Then there's the poppy war, which I've already finished because I yeah. couldn't stop reading it. Okay. I was, it was just that sucked into it. So I was, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle there with this one. I was like, when I picked it up, I enjoyed it, but I wasn't like dying to pick it up. Mm-hmm. So anyway, all right, that's it. That's it. That's it for now. That's uh, it for now. Go get the Poppy War and and read and enjoy. And Hopefully, your library hasn't been ransomwareed. <laughs> yes, I hope not either. <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah. Um, and thank you to all of you out there who fund our show over on Patreon over at patreon.com slash sword and laser. You're the best. Yes. And you can also support the show by buying books through our links. You can find links to the books we talk about and some of our favorites at swordandlaser.com slash picks. Send us an email feedback at swordandlaser.com. Our website is swordandlaser.com. All of our discussions happen over on Goodreads. And you can call and leave us a voicemail at 4157-SWORD-6. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.